All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. What an excellent day for an There is no shortage of monsters to haunt our dreams. You go right on your back having to get you, Barbara. Welcome to another episode of Oh the Heart. I'm your host, Rob Holmes, and today we're going to do things a little differently. Because every year, there are hundreds of horror films that clog different media platforms just begging to be watched, right? And most, honestly, most end up being disappointing messes. However, there are a few diamonds in the rough. You know, those films that somehow got skipped over by the masses and are now hiding in the digital ether waiting to be discovered. So, here are 10 horror films you probably haven't seen, but definitely should. Also, let me add that this is not a ranking or a top 10. So, if there's a film you like and it isn't on the list, then guess what? It'll probably be on the next one. Unless your taste in movies is terrible, which, well, look, man, that's on you, right? Also, also, if you've listened to this and you're like, Rob, I've seen all these movies and none of them are new to me. Well, then good for you. You've seen a lot of movies. Just leave a comment letting me know that, and I'll try and come up with a few for next time that you probably haven't seen. Cool? All right. So without further ado, number 10, Masks. Andreas Marschel's 2011 film Masks is a German giallo film. Yes, a German giallo film. Apparently that's a thing, and that thing is awesome. This film, while modern, has a 70s aura and feels like a revitalization of the genre. And while not perfect, I mean, the sound design at the end is rough to say the least, the film overall is an entertaining blast with plenty of insane plot twists that are actually explained and brutal elongated kill scenes that harken back to early Argento days. It is easily a must-watch for any Giallo fan. Yes, it's essentially Suspiria, but at a German theater school instead of a German ballet school. But I'll take this over the overstuffed Suspiria remake any day. Number 9. Splinter If someone told you to make an insanely gory creature feature on an $80,000 budget, the best you could hope for would be Toby Wilkins' 2008 film Splinter. Now, while some may see this micro-budget creature feature as the thing light, This gore fest is anything but. Look, the effects work is top-notch, with the splinter parasite infecting its host and then manipulating the victim's body in any way it seems fit, which usually means breaking the bones and ripping apart the flesh of any unlucky soul who comes across it. For example, there's this hand scene where... You know what? Just... You just gotta see it for yourself. Number eight. I am a ghost. Sticking with low budgets, this one easily has the lowest budget on the list. For $10,000, H.P. Mendoza created a very clever ghost story about a spirit haunting her own house and caught in a time loop, who's been contacted by a clairvoyant who's trying to cleanse the house of her spirit. With the on-screen cast essentially consisting of only Anna Ishida as the trapped spirit Emily, Mendoza was able to stretch his budget and focus on atmosphere in giving the film a classic and stylized look. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me to see this added to the Criterion Collection at some point based on the production value alone. 
Number seven, The Loved Ones. You know that song, Whatever Lola Wants by Sarah Vaughan? Yeah, that best describes Lola Stone, the main antagonist of this Australian horror film written and directed by Sean Byrne. Lola wants Brent to take her to the prom. Brent says no. He already has a date. Lola responds by getting her dad to kidnap Brent, and then she tortures the shit out of him while Brent's mother and girlfriend are desperately searching for him. Look, while the earworm pop song that Lola plays on loop may drive some people crazy, the brutal violence, spectacular performances, and having the guts to show the long-term effects that loss can have on the loved ones puts this film on another level. Also, while the entire cast is fantastic, Robin McLeavy transforms the character of Lola Stone from what could have been an extremely generic villain to a psychotic, brutal, and unforgettable horror icon. Number 6. Wormwood, Road of the Dead It's Australia's answer to bad taste. Just like Peter Jackson's 1987 cult classic, Kyroch Turner's zombie horror was his first film. It also took four years to make by filming mainly on weekends, both are filmed to the brim with over-the-top practical gore effects, and somehow both ended up eventually getting funding from their governments to help get them finished. Unlike Bad Taste, the effects work and cinematography on display here is top-notch. Like, for real. Some of these camera shots are unbelievably stunning, especially given the budget. This Mad Max meets zombies horror comedy doesn't mess around with action either, as it opens by putting the pedal to the metal and never letting up. This zombie apocalypse happens, and immediately all fuel becomes inert, except that during the day, zombies emit methane. So, zombies now equal fuel. Oh, and uh, there's an evil scientist who's trying to turn the protagonist's sister into a telekinetic zombie. You know, when I say it out loud, it j You know what? It's good. I swear, it's great. Number five, Overlord. How did people miss this one? This came out into theaters, bombed, and is now only being discovered by home viewers. It's, I mean, originally, yes, it was thought to be related to the Cloverfield film universe, which, after the last one, I can understand probably why people would avoid it, but it is not related to it at all. This World War II zombie splatterfest feels more like a big screen adaptation of a Wolfenstein game. So it seems like Nazis have been experimenting with a super soldier serum, and well, it works a little too well, as the dead don't seem to stay that way. Look, Overlord is one hell of a fun thrill ride. The performances, the camera work, the lighting, the gore, the effects work, and if you've seen the trailer, then you probably think that the destroyed face effect in the trailer was CG, because I know I thought it was. No. No, that shit was four hours of practical effects makeup, which, by revealing in the trailer, may have turned off some viewers expecting a CG mess and well, therefore hurting its box office numbers. So, if you haven't seen the trailer, skip the trailer, go straight to the film, because this is a film that you should not miss. Number four, Housebound. Looks can be deceiving, as Gerard Johnstone proves in his 2014 Housebound. The plot is simple. A young woman is placed under house arrest and forced to move back to her childhood home in New Zealand with her mother, who thinks the house is haunted. When she experiences the same events as her mother, she must figure out how to rid the house of this unwanted visitor. 
What sounds like a possibly amusing comedy with possible horror elements ended up being a wickedly clever horror comedy that plays to the top of the audience's intelligence. The relationships between the characters feels organic, and the conversations between the family members have a realness that is funny without feeling hammy or overly scripted. Like many others on the list, it gained massive praise on the festival circuit, but also like many others on the list, flew under the radar of most casual viewers due to an extremely limited theatrical run. Number 3. The Town That Dreaded Sundown no, I'm not talking about the 1976 classic about the Texarkana killer. I'm talking about the 2014 meta-sequel taking place in a world where the original film is played yearly at the Texarkana drive-in and celebrated by the town, where the actual murders from the film that it was based on happened. This film is dripping with meta-style, and while the plot could have been developed further, the atmosphere, tension, and cinematography are what really make this film stand out. When a copycat killer starts recreating the Moonlight Murders from 65 years earlier made famous by the 1976 film, it's up to Jamie, played by Addison Timlin, to discover the identity of the copycat before she becomes the next victim. If you haven't seen the original from 76, it's alright, because clips of it are sprinkled throughout, so you're not going to be lost on that plot. Number 2. Yummy. Well, this film came out of nowhere. Is it mean-spirited and brutal? Yes. Is it full of dark humor and entertaining? Yes. Is the title absolutely terrible? Also yes. But you should watch it anyway. Why? Well, for all the prior reasons minus the title. This 2019 Belgium horror comedy follows a young couple as they travel to a sketchy Eastern European hospital for plastic surgery so that the girlfriend can get a breast reduction surgery and her mother can get another facelift while her boyfriend accidentally unleashes a patient who's undergone an experimental procedure that has turned them into a rabid zombie. Yeah, that's the plot. And with a tagline like facelifts, boob jobs, and zombies, you'd expect some low-budget B-trash horror with second-rate special effects. This is modest-budget B-movie trash with amazing and over-the-top special effects. You have to check this out. It's on Shudder. It is absolutely absurd. It's great. And number one, Terrified. This movie. Look, I don't want to overhype it, but wow, man, it hits hard. Look, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, which I'm guessing most haven't, then, then you seek it out immediately. And it's not to be confused with Damien Leone's Terrifier, which is awesome, by the way, in case you haven't seen it. Terrified, or Atrados, written and directed by Damien Rugna, is an Argentinian paranormal horror film from 2017 that does not mess around. The first 30 minutes in particular are so engaging that while the rest of the film is great, it doesn't quite live up to the horrifying opening. Without spoiling anything, the plot revolves around three paranormal researchers investigating supernatural occurrences in a neighborhood located in Buenos Aires. I dare you to watch this film at night, in bed, lights off, alone. Good luck sleeping afterwards. And that's my list. You know of anything I missed? Hate one of my choices? Seen them all and wish I'd pick something more obscure? Then leave me a comment, and I'll let you know if your opinion is correct. If you enjoyed this podcast, then be sure to like, share, and subscribe for more horror-related content. You can find me with my social media handle, Holmes Invasion, or 
Oh the Horror Cast. You can find the podcast Oh the Horror at holmesinvasion.podbean.com or wherever you find your podcasts. I've been Rob Holmes, and this has been another episode of Oh the Horror. Time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. And there's no more room in hell.